Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. I could be, I could be outside five in the morning. And I got school and I wouldn't even go to school. So I pretty much squandered my junior and senior years of high school. I figured out that basketball could take you everywhere. You know, even even if it wasn't going to be the NBA. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Point God. I'm your host, Baron Davis, a.k.a. Too Easy, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle. This is iHeart Slick Collaboration, the Point God podcast. Shout out to iHeart Radio. Now, what is a point God? Someone with God given talent ability leadership pioneer visionary artistry talent skills originality authenticity now guess what ladies and gentlemen I'm taking you to New York City today follow me as we cruise on my drone, in my drone plane, as we are going over the historic Rucker Park. The Rucker Park that the point God on a previous episode, Sham God talked about. The Rucker Park that all the New York legends go to to claim their fame. And as we zero in on that drone plane, Start flashing back. Do, 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 Start flashing back to the 90s. Skinny dude. Saucy. Big feet. Big hands. Flair. Charisma. Style. Showmanship. Defense. Dog. Wolf. Lion. The great, the fierce competitor, New York legend, Ray for Austin. Skip to my Lou. What's up with it? He's coming down the court. He's skipping. Everybody in the crowd is going, oh. He throw it off the dude's head. He get the ball back. He put his his leg on the dude's chest and two dribble between his legs. Then spin move, throw it off the backboard, somebody come and dunk. I saw this with my own eyes, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) 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 What's up, Skip? What's happening? Man, chilling, man. Glad to be on, man. I appreciate you, man. Welcome to to the Point God podcast show. Sponsored by iHeart, presented by Slick, man. Let's get into it. What's up, my dog? You are a legend, bro. I'm so happy I get to do this show, bro. Because I've been man, dying to man. give you your roses, yo. It's good, man. I'm glad to be on, man. I'm glad to be uh, respected all across, you know, the United States. Especially, you know, where you guys grew up at, where basketball is just as phenomenal as New York City and then out there in the West Coast in L.A. Man, t- take me, like, when did you discover basketball? And then at what point? What did you discover? Like, yo, I'm nice at this shit. 
Well, basketball for me was discovered at early age. Now, I remember I was five years old and they put a ball in my hand and a lot of things, you know, came natural. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I remember back where they, they would, you know, just show me, you know, from day one, you got to dribble with one hand. I was doing, I just did it natural. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, until I was about seven years old, I started going to the parks by myself or with, you know, with a couple of the other uh, friends on the block. You know, we would go to the park ourselves. In Queens. Sit on in, yeah, Queens, sit on, in Queens, New York, Queens, New York, Southside Jamaica, Queens. Come on, Southside Jamaica, and, stand up. <laughs> yeah, and we would we would go to the park and watch the older dudes play, and then when they move, and then we go to the other other court, and like yeah, we, we used to emulate everything we just saw saw mm -hmm. them do. So you know that's how uh, you know that's how uh, things got started with me, man. And then you know by the time I was eight, nine, ten, you could see my skill set was. Uh, uh, far ahead of my peers yeah above, uh, way and, above average yeah you know so you know new york city's as big as five boroughs and then what happens is uh they take you out of your borough and that's when you start to see mm -hmm. the cats in brooklyn harlem bronx and you know and that's when i realized okay i had a little, a little more work to do uh a few, <laughs> few few of us we played with and against each other growing up and and again once i got my first taste of playing against a lot of the guys, the Stephon Marbury, Kareem Reed, Sham Godlike, then I really took my game to another level. And then I just, you know, it was like around, I want to say I was like 13, 14. I knew that I got a shot with this thing. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and you know, a lot of the coaches and, and, and even the players around, they said, man, you know, obviously if you keep working, stay clear, all other stuff, they, you know, I had a good shot, shot, shot at it. That's crazy, man. Like <clears throat> diamonds. Diamonds, diamonds, like you, Kareem Reed, Sham, Steph, right? And and, and all y'all damn near in different boroughs, right? All, like, we all in different boroughs. Well, actually, all, all the major names different boroughs. Kareem was from the Bronx. Man, Steph was from break Brooklyn. that, break break down the like the boroughs to the point guard, right? Like like what's the difference between a Brooklyn point guard to a Queens point guard? You know, Sham talked. Sham was on the show and he said. Harlem is it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Harlem is the Mecca. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I, 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 he's supposed to feel that way. But <laughs> Queens, Queens, we have we have a, a, more of a um a, a competitive drive about us and but we come we, we approach it with more of a, a quiet, nonchalant uh, way. Mm -hmm. you know, so if you think about the Kenny Andersons, Kenny Smith, the Mark Jacksons, all of you know, myself, all of us we're, we're we're nice, yep. but we're not we're not flamboyant, outspoken. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We're not yeah. coming. We're, we're not we're not all. We're not talking shit off the rip. Right. right. We're not gonna talk trash off the rip. Right. Whereas the Brooklyn guys, they're gonna do that in your face all day, all day long. <laughs> they talking it. They talking it. Weeks weeks leading up to the game. Somebody in the neighborhood is sending the word out. You know, <laughs> the Harlem point guards are more. They they they, they want to bring more flash. More, yep. like they one thing about the Harlem that they nice, but they can't stomach when they, someone else gets the best of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if somebody gets the best of them, they're gonna lose their mind. You know, and the, and the Bronx dogs are just more tough. They they, they just they just coming at you. Yeah. Uh, they coming at you every play, every possession. They 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 gonna bring it. You know. Uh, and that's really to me my my perception version of the breakdown of the borough guards. No, nah, that's 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 super accurate. That's that's insight for me because when you think about all the Queens point guards that came before you, all of them very like incredible dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like super yeah. quiet or like, you know, like great 
uh, great personalities is what I'm saying. But when you yep. watch them play, the personality was in their game. Right. You know exactly. what I mean? And like exactly. that's what I loved. That's what I love about, you know, New York point guards in general, but like the Queens, like the Mark Jacks, like the like just the flair and the flash. Like, was that right. something that you watched when you were growing up? Like who were you watching when you were growing up? And and why did you wanna, you know, like why did you wanna like define your like talk about your get down, right? Cause you was like, oh, I gotta do my shit different, right? Well it was a, it was a combination of everything. So it's it's when you grow up in New York City, we have multiple, multiple uh, idols. Yeah. We have our NBA mm-hmm. idols. We have our college idols. We have our local, you know, high school guys that we're going to watch and look up. And then we got the playground guy yeah. that we're going to watch and look up to. So for, for all of us, like, you know, my NBA guys was, you know, I always wanted to wear number 11 because I loved Isaiah Thomas. Mm-hmm. You know, I love watch Isaiah Magic and those guys and, and, and all the guards, you know, uh, yeah. in the NBA at that time. But my number one guy was Isaiah Thomas. My college guys when I was growing up and when I was young, was I loved watching Ross Strickland, Mark yeah. Jackson, uh, David Rivers. Yeah, he was cool. Uh, I get no guy, uh, Pooh Richardson when he was at yeah. UCLA. Uh, it was just so many guards and cars that I love to see. Of course, Kenny Smith was at you, you know, North Carolina. So a lot we had we had uh um we had tons of guards from New York City that was yeah. on TV that you know we can just go watch all day, you know, on a Saturday, like man, all the guards was playing. Locally in high school, we had Kenny Anderson was our idol, yeah. Khalid Reeves, Adrian Autry. Damn. Uh, we had so many guys that was old enough that man, like we can go to a high school game and we like, yo, this is this a must see. We gotta yeah. see these guys. Yeah, you know, uh so we we had those guys. Then in the playground, we had all the guys, the Master Robs. Um, I remember in 88, 89, I'm going to Rucker Park. Future was the skip. He was the skip to my because he was the youngest guy out there at that time doing his thing. Uh, Future, we had guys by the name of Dancing Doogie. Uh, <laughs> we had all kind of guys. So every day was a day of putting one of those guys' game, a piece of their game in your game. So yeah. every day. So that's, that's really how I, you know, developed. You know, uh, we all took something from each other game and, and put our game. So we all learned little stuff from each yeah. other. You know, just playing with and against Stefan, with and against Kareem, Sham, all these different guys in New York City that were nice. And we, even though we were around the same age, we were, a lot of us was only like a year apart. Right. We took some of each other because, you know, we had to see each other almost every weekend or in basketball camps and all that. So we were, we developed such a competitive drive and just a, a – a, um, I'm coming back for more yeah. attitude, no matter it's somebody like because we had to face yeah. we had to face the best of the best in our neighborhoods. So that by the time we was traveling, you know, I'll give you one example. I remember I came to uh, California, we played against uh one of the pump teams and they had uh Toby Bailey, uh Jelani Gardner, who mm-hmm. man, I I, was I nice. admired him because of his <laughs> how, being the six 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 seven point guard. I was like, damn, I don't know how I'm gonna guard this dude like that. <laughs> Uh, they had Ricky Price. They had yeah. all of them. And we beat him. We had a small line. I think our biggest guy was Zinder Hamilton. But we knew how tough these guys were. We're like, Yo, this, this is creme de la creme of California right now in high school in AAU. And we was like, but we was like, we're not worried about these six, 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 seven dudes <laughs> jumping out the gym and all that. You know, I'm like, man, we coming at them. We, and we beat them. And everybody, like the pump brother, everybody's like, how did this happen? Like, so we was about, we was coming with the no fear attitude. Right. Like, y'all, and we, we was telling them that. Now we faced the we we faced the adversity and the competition every day in New York City. So 
you know, but it was it was good, man. It was and good y'all time. go hard. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. it's not like, you know, like in LA, we wake we wake up, we work out. You know, we don't play basketball like that all the time. We, it's more so work on our skills, but we do hoop, but it's always in the gym. Y'all right. get down in the park. Y'all yeah. get down like get down park, everything is serious. Yeah. Like yeah. the dope we, dealers, the dope dealers basically uh I ain't gonna say the dope dealers or you know, people bet on, you know, di- like on you, right? As a young shorty, like you was like Dog, you was like the hood. You was like a hood legend. You know what I mean? Um, talk about that. Like, you know, going into high school, right, playing high school ball, but also being like, you know, being hood. You know what I'm saying? Sham talked about it. But, you know, I think your story is like, your story is crazy, dog, because you are always like kind of revered. You know what I mean? Or like people like marveled at you in New York. And but like you were so hood, dog. Like like walk us through that, dog. Yo yo yo, we gotta tap in real quick. We, let's hear a quick word from our sponsors. For me, man, it was tough because I try I had to uh, try to navigate through the streets and try to play both sides of it, man. So you know, coming up, I was expected to have this glorious high school career. You know, I played varsity as a freshman. Um, my varsity team was pretty solid. I, I should have played a lot more that year, uh, but coach felt obligated to the seniors. We, had, we were more senior Latin team. So my coach felt uh, obligated to play the seniors a lot more. Uh, going through my sophomore years, when I just turned up on the whole New York City, I averaged 25 points per game in the city. They uh, snubbed me with all city honors and everything, so, <laughs> but it was all right. It was all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you know, but so going into that summer, my sophomore year, after my sophomore year, that summer, man, everybody knew what was coming, was hitting them, was about to hit them. And yeah. uh, so everything was good, man. But at the same time, man, it was tough navigating, trying to play both sides of it. My father wasn't around. My father was a drug addict. My mom was working two and three jobs. So a lot of times, nine times out of 10, myself, I mean, my sister, my brother, myself, we were pretty much you know, in the house by ourselves all the time, right. raising ourselves, you know, you know, and, you know, and I was a guy, man. So in my neighborhood, man, dice games was huge. I was yeah. always in the dice. Dice games would be in the daytime during school. Dice games would be all hours of the night. And I was involved. I was in them. You know no, what I mean? You was, I was, you, was you was definitely thugging. You, you was, you was, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. <laughs> so I was in it, man. So some nights, man, I could be, I could be outside five in the morning and I got school and I wouldn't even go to school. So I pretty much, squandered my junior and senior years of high school um mm. but at the same time but you have to put to- food on the table dog you feel and, what i'm yeah, saying the- like that's what i want people on this show to know like like your story as a point god like like your essence we gonna get to the essence of you know the league and all that shit but like like this right here is important because like you took res- you had to choose responsibility and career at a certain point in your life as a kid. Oh, yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely, man. But it is great because while you out there indulging in the street life, I knew all along my dreams of host was to play ball. Like, I kept, like, no matter what, I went to, to the gym or the park to play ball through it all. So even while I was ineligible in high school, I still was in the gym working on my game practice. We had winter tournaments in New York. Like, so it's different than a lot of other city states. Back then, even though you're on a varsity, you're playing ball in high school, you still could play winter tournaments that's going on. So the winter tournaments was tough. Then the spring, then the summer, you know, so I was I was still honing my skills and doing what I had to do. It was just, 
I, I enable myself because of my truancy uh, from being from having that storybook New York City high school career, like like Stephon, like Shamgar, like Kareem, like all these guys were having. The the good part about it is them same dude, all them dudes knew though, you know, in the summertime we had to play against each other in the, in the spring. They knew what they knew what time was when we faced each other. You know, that was that was the crazy part what about it. That like come yeah, on. They, they was they was they was uh, all in the newspapers and yeah. everything, but they knew when they when they got time to face me, they were like, oh man, we got we got we got something on our hands. Yeah. You know, and 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 I felt the same thing about them, but I just knew what I was coming with when I played against them dudes. And then y'all y'all would also play like in the park too. Like in high school, y'all was playing in the rucker, right? Yeah, so yeah. So my high school, so I started out there when I was 14. Wow. Uh and then I was so it's funny, when I was 14, I went out there. I was on the same team with some legendary guys, like uh, guys. One of my guys, Jamal Faulkner, went to Arizona yep, State. I remember him. Uh, ben Davis, uh-huh. Ben went to Arizona. Uh, they were older than me, so they were on my team and all that. So, my first time in the ruck, they was I wasn't really getting a lot of playing time, but I understood. I'm like, okay, I got I got some legendary dudes right yeah. there. The very next year, so that year they was I was subbing the I was subbing. Uh-huh. I was I come off the bench. And I'll just get the ball and just weed through everybody, dish it or lay it up. And they're like, oh, ladies and gentlemen, that's the Energizer because he keeps going, he keeps going. <laughs> so a lot of people didn't know my first name was the Energizer Bunny. They're that's like, yo, that's the Energizer. <laughs> so I used to walk, I used to go to my summer tournaments with, with, when I was playing my regular summer tournaments with, with my regular age group and uh, AAU teams. And they're like, What's the, what, up, what up, Energizer? And I'm like, oh, what up, y'all? So, you know, you know, that's the one thing about New York City, yeah, man. Once you, get nickname, name, bro. Yeah, once you get a nickname, bro. Once you get a nickname, your real name is out the window. Yep. No yep. one's calling you Rayford or, or Baron anymore. <laughs> nah. They calling you, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Your nickname is, that's what it is, everywhere. So they're like, yep. what up, what up, what up, Energizer? What up, Energizer? I'm like, what up, y'all? The very next summer is when... um. It was the other team was shooting a free throw. And I'm thinking in my head, like, what could I do to get these people off their feet again? And I said to myself, so I thought this in the middle of a game. I said, you know what? I'm not going to three on one or two on one fast break. I'm going to just, I'm going to put a little spin on the ball, but I'm going to just start skipping with the ball coming right up alongside of me. And if this defender go for that ball, I'm just going to wrap that thing to my teammate. Ooh. Man, I had no idea that this was about to go true to form. So hey, bro. <laughs> it, it was a three on one. And, you know, they, they don't, they don't have that foot. I don't know why. But it was three on one, and Zendin was Zendin was on my team. He was filling the he was filling the left lane, and the, with the guy thought I was he I wasn't paying to the ball. He went for the ball. I wrapped it around my I wrapped it through it that through it to the left of the center. He just caught it in stride and dunked, and everybody was playing the floor like, oh my god, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we have a new nickname for him. This is Skip to my loop. and unbeknownst to me, man, unbeknownst to me, again, I'm a young kid. I'm from Queens. I used to go up there. I play my game. I even take a cab. Or yep. I get, or I get, to take, get on the train, go back to my neighborhood because I was so queens with it, and uh, I'm not thinking, but I'm thinking, yo, this is everyday stuff in New York City. Like you can go to Brooklyn, it's, it's a packed house tournament, right? You know, they had Soul in the Hole. You had Ed Booker yep. Smith doing his thing in Brooklyn. You had, you go to the Bronx, they got a tournament out there. Future Master Robin was is sold out uh-huh. in the middle of the project. It's crazy. It's the same atmosphere everywhere. So I'm thinking, this is just an everyday life in New York City. We yeah. play ball, we get busy. Man, I had no idea, man, that uh, Skit to My Lou would stick with me the rest of my life. It's I'll be in the history now. books, storybooks <laughs> all over. You know, I'll go everywhere, and everybody's like, oh, my God, that's Skit to My Lou. Yeah. So, you know, uh, so three, 14, 15, 16, 17, all these summers, I'm out there tan, you know, tan the scene up. I mean, I'm in West 
West After Wall that, Street. Well, did you did you had a pressure? Because you know how New York is. Like now that they call you skip, they expect you to skip on somebody every game, right? You know what's so crazy? Again, when you're young, you don't think of it like that. So <laughs> right. it was no pressure. It was just like, man, I'm just gonna come to the game, do what I do, and get up out of here. Yeah. Because it's it was you're a just tournament every You were just in there yeah. hooping. I was just hooping. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> I was just trying to be an ordinary teenager, man. It's summertime, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> they everybody having fun in the neighborhoods. They dressing fly, they chasing ladies. I'm just trying to be an ordinary teenager, but basketball was, you know, my thing. Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. When when did you when did you say like, all right, I'm I'm coming to hoop, but now when did you say like, yo, hold on, I I I'm skip. Like when it, you know what I mean? Because that is like an identity, you know. Like like you know, for us as point guys, I would say for myself, I tried to have a different right. name every year because it was just right. like I needed a new identity. You know what I mean? Like when did right. that happen? When you was like, you know what, Ray for Austin, me skip to my Lou. You know what I mean? When when did that moment happen for you? My my game was was you know they knew about my game from the time I was a young kid all the way till I got to you know high school and everything. Like I said, I didn't have a story because so a lot of the high school players kind of like wrote me off like, well, shit, he ain't doing what we doing, right. you know? What I mean? Right. So it wasn't until um you know it was getting towards the end of the summer, my senior year summer, and I had to make a decision. Uh, what I'm gonna do with myself, you know what I'm saying? So that's when it was like, okay, my Rafe Austin now has to get back into the fold and find out a school, what I'm gonna do, you know what I mean? Where am I gonna go? I had to go to Juco, so that's when I thought about, okay, well, skip to my loot ain't gonna get me to Juco, right? Because they're not gonna know about that when I wherever I go, you know, that it was that's when it hit me about who I am and who I'm trying to become, mm. you know, with, with this basketball yeah. is when I decided that my AAU coach uh, at the time was Gary Charles. Great Gary, Gary Charles yeah, called my dog. <laughs> yeah. Gary Charles called me and was like, yo, I got a school. I got some people that got a school for you to go to in California. And um, it's funny. Cause he called me. I said, yo, I, will cook. I said, you know, I'll do it. Mm. Um, I asked him, you know, when, when do I got to leave, man? He said, you got to leave tomorrow. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I said, man, I gotta get, I gotta, I gotta take a but a whole brand new wardrobe. I gotta get fly. So the first thing I did when Taylor about was, well, give me a minute, I gotta hit the block for a second. Yeah. <laughs> but then no, nah, it, it was it, this is real stuff. I said, man, I gotta hit the block, I gotta get busy real quick and do what I do because I need some paper, I gotta get go shop or something, yeah, do something. Yeah. But then I called myself, Baron, I was like, nah, that, that ain't it. I may I may get jammed up, I might go get on that plane. Yeah. And I said, Well, where am I going to California? He said, Man, Ventura Ventura. So I'm like, well, California, I don't know. All I know is LA. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know, Oakland. You hear about LA, Oakland. Yep. I said, I don't know about nothing else in between. I just got on a plane and went, man. The, the coach out there, he knew nothing what was what was coming out there because the, they already had the team. Yeah. All the kids that was going there, a couple of cats from Chicago, another kid from New Jersey, another kid from Florida. The rest of the team was made up of uh California kids. You yeah. know what I mean? And they had nothing to him. I just got in that plane, man, with one bag, man, and just went, man. And then it changed my life for the better, man. Just making that trip out there changed my life. And like when you when you when you touched down on that plane, like when you touched down at the airport, you was like, man, I'm in Cali. 
So let me back up. My bad. My bad. Go ahead. My bad uh, to all iHeart watchers and viewers and listeners. Let me back up. Okay. Summertime my junior year in high school, I got sent to California because I was going to transfer schools out there. Oh. So this is why it made me it made it easier for me to go got to California. It. What school was that? I was I had got transferred. I was going with some relative of mine in Riverside, California. That's and right. I was, Riverside I North. J- I, I went to J.W. North. North. That's I was right. I J.W. North. That's and right, that dude. Summer, so, so what happened was to all my California people. What happened was I was on the some team with myself, uh, Corey Benjamin, Benjamin. yeah, Corey Benjamin, Demon Jackson, all of us. So they had just come off, I think, losing yep. in CIF or losing the semifinal CIF. So all this is new to me. I'm like, everybody's going crazy about CIF. I'm like, I don't know what the hell is this. Yeah. So when I get there, we working out. I'm destroying these dudes. They like, oh man, we going back to CIF. We just got, we got our point. I'm like, what is CIF? We end up playing summer ball. So back in California, yep. which is so cool. You play with your high school team out there. The whole time. Could, yeah, you could play with the AAU team. You play with your high school team. And we going everywhere. We we, we do we, we dragging these cats, man. We end up playing against, and what's the name? They were younger than me. We played uh, Tyson Prince and uh, Dominguez. My man, my, my man the Bruna. point guard, Kitty Bruna. Kitty yeah. Bruna. So we, we played against KB and them. And KB talking trash, talking, I'm, and I'm just crossing them over. Landing. Jimmy's yeah. going crazy. Jimmy, it's hood now. Yeah. I, I had no idea that I'm playing against the Compton team. Yeah. I, I had no idea that all the players on the team is from the hood. I, like, I said, okay, I'm like, it's going, it's crazy in the gym. I'm like, so we having fun in summer school, and they hit us with, I had to go to court to prove who I'm staying with out there and I everything. And my mother, that. they wanted my mother to go to court, fly. And my mother said, you got two options. You either stay out there or you come on back home. I'm not getting no plane to go. Because remember wow. back then, B, yep, yep. it was no get on the internet, find cheapflights.com. Yeah. It was that. none of that. None of that. To fly to, to, fly to New York, California, that was, was like $700. Yes. Right. Hey, dog, that's I'm, crazy. I remember that, Everybody dog. in California, even my, my coach, shout out to Coach Barty. He's one of the legendary yep. coaches out there. Yep. Shout out to Coach Barty. They was mad. I said, look, it's not me. My mother said, I got to go back home. And I said, but... Had I stayed out there at that dog, time, y'all would have been crazy, dog. Because I, 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 I remember know, hearing it. I remember hearing it. I remember hearing yeah. like, "Yo, uh, J- you know," because they like JW North got this point guard from New York, like Ray for Austin, and uh, yeah. uh, one of my um, teammates who wound up being my agent, Ty Ramazar, he went to JW North. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was a young boy at J- JW yeah. North, and he and. Uh, and uh, another dude, Coach Edmonds, he was like, yeah, uh, yeah, yep. he, yeah. Uh, yep. he, he was somebody I knew. But y'all had a whip, dog. And all we kept hearing about, like, yo, JW North got this dude from New York. This motherfucker, coach, he the best yeah. point guard in the country. And I remember Kenny, you know what I mean? Because Kenny, Kenny don't like none of that. Right. Kenny don't like none of that. He don't want nobody being better than Kenny. Kenny right. wants to win every game. You know what I mean? And when y'all beat Dominguez, you got I think Dominguez had won it that year. Yeah. Yeah, won it that year. So in the summertime was like when you really get to like show who you was. So like your legend was already ringing in yeah, LA. It was California, crazy, man. I got, like I said, I got integrated. So I got integrated in the whole California way of life, way of basketball. I'm like, oh shit, this is crazy. These motherfuckers are nice. Different than us, they high flying. Yeah, so that's crazy, bro. JW North, you was you was killing. Like and you out here. So so you you a New York point guard. 
coming to LA, right? In high school, like talk talk about just like the different cultures of like basketball cuz you you know what I mean cuz we don't have that. You know what I'm saying? So like like what was that like for you, you know, seeing like oh, these dudes play like this, like they don't play nothing like we play at home. You know what I mean? Cuz the LA point guard play way different than the New York point guard. You know what I mean? But it was more so out there when I got there, it was you know, it was more structured as far as like we would get up, like you had said earlier, we would get up, work out, right? Go through some stuff, go through a lot of drills. Like one thing I loved about going out there is working on your game and working on your body was huge. That was, that's one thing I loved about when I was out there. I'm like, oh, because I'm I come out there skinny, scrawny, but I'm like, look at the other player to call. I'm like, even though I might have better skills, I'm like, they in shape. They getting up running on the beach, the sand. That's what I learned around running on the um, I forgot what they call it called the sand, sand dunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I learned yeah. about getting like, man, y'all doing that? I'm like, man, we just go to the fucking hoop. So that's <laughs> that guys getting up a lot of jump shots. I'm like, we're not shooting in New York, going to the basket. That's so <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Guys as high flyers and you know, different things like that, man. Like even playing in the summertime, like you could see the the structure in everyone's game and, yep. and everything. So that's what what um, I, I grew to love about playing out there, you know. And, and, you know, I went back home and told everybody, I said, ah, man, you'd be, able, you'd be amazed. They might not play with all that flair. I said, they still got it, but they don't, you know, because they in more of a structured environment, a structured settings, man. And, the, and even, the, even, even the high school coaches out yeah. there had better structure than the high school in New York City. Yeah. And, and I would say, like, the difference between L.A. and New York is we, we can only play in the gym. In the gym. You know what I mean? Yeah, we can only play in the gym. It ain't no park. And, yeah. and I always say people don't play in, you didn't grow up playing in the parks in L.A. because you cannot have that many people in the park and right. not something one happen. Right. You know what I mean? Something's like, going to happen. Like yeah, yeah, the yeah, beauty yeah. of New York is everybody is coming to the basketball game right. for the basketball game. <laughs> you, that you is the I mean? secret it became that's part of our that it became part of our culture and it becomes part of your daily schedule. Mm-hmm. Like people who are going to work, yeah. when they go to work, they, they as they get off, yo, look, they try to figure out what tournament they going to watch because it's a way of life for us in New York. It's Absolutely. part of our daily life. Outside in the park, being in the neighborhood, you know, that's yep. just what it is. Yeah, I said yeah, I say that that is that is like that is definitely like just the difference. It's like it's both lifestyles. But it's different lifestyles. Now, I do yeah. want to say, like, in your journey now, right? You about to come to JUCO, but in your mm-hmm. journey overall, you know, like, where would you have been had it not been for basketball? Ooh, man! Every day I wake up now, I, I look in the sky, look in the ceiling, like, man, I don't, I couldn't tell you where. I feel like, let's be I, more than likely, be stuck in the streets of New York City if it wasn't yep. for basketball. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't basketball, and like I'm saying, even if from that first trip. To come out west in mean, high school, it's like, yo, this is. I figured out that basketball could take you everywhere, mm-hmm. you know. Even even if it wasn't gonna be the NBA, you know, we take for granted how I many. Like I grew on my block alone, growing up in New York City. I, I realized I was traveling, playing ball, going to Virginia when I was in high school. We played yeah. in Bowie, so I, that's when I met, played against Allen Iverson. We going neck and neck at each other's throat. Yeah. I went to Lubbock, Texas, and played against Chauncey Bills, all these different guys. I've been uh, to Phoenix for AAU. And I'm taking it for granted that I'm only going because of basketball. Right. Now, if it wasn't for none of I, I wouldn't leave New York City. And so many of my friends have never left it. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? They they don't leave New York City. And I'm like, man, here it is because of basketball. I don't touch. I mean, I'd have been in Idaho. Right. South Dakota. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you, you like we even, even for you in college, when you was in college, like you you, you might have played in the tournament. In yeah. tournament. You had to play in such and such. Like, man, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't. No. You know what I mean? So if it wasn't for basketball, man, I don't know where I'd be, man. And every day, man, I thank God for, for basketball, man. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, around the world, and we ain't really took the journey. We ain't really took the journey yet. This is part one of the life and times of Rafer Austin, the blueprint, the inventor, the entertainer, the dog, the wolf, the leader, the maestro. We'll be back. Episode two. Follow us. You don't want to miss the rest. Point God. I'm Baron Davis. Ray for Austin. Skip to my loop. AKA New York Point God legend. Believe that. Queensbridge. Stand up. It's not Queensbridge. Jamaica Queens. Stand up. Jamaica Queens. Stand up. Queens run you fools. That's Ray for Austin. Thank God for basketball, and thank God that I had the opportunity and, and the, the resilience and the, uh, to, to turn it to turn it around. Man, you know what I mean? To understand that, you know, I gotta fly straight on the straight and narrow. You know, I'm, I'm an NBA guy. There's a certain way we go about things. You know what I mean? The world is watching every on and off the floor. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio. Visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.